This is the diary of an entrepreneur and one person's quest to build a successful video marketing business from the ground up. It's been well over 10 years in the making and we still have some way to go. It's going to be quite the journey. So welcome to episode 11. I'm Danny Lacey, the CEO and founder of a video marketing company, and I've been working tirelessly for many years now to build the business. It's been a whole load of blood, sweat and tears, and I decided that it would be a smart idea to document the whole thing, sharing information that most other business owners wouldn't dream of sharing. In this episode, you're fired. I'll be talking about why it's important that you fire yourself and as quickly as you can. But first, a quick look back at the last week or so at my video marketing business, Starter Media. Again, I do this just to give you some context as to where the business is at, at the minute because a lot of what you'll hear in this podcast is... Uh, retrospective uh, information and detail, as well as some up-to-date stuff as well. It's a mix, but doing this little bit at the beginning of the podcast just gives you some idea of what we're up to, where we're at, and the the things that we're experiencing. Uh, So at the minute, we're recruiting again. Um, We've got a heavy recruitment drive at the minute. We need to bolster our account management and customer care team Uh, And we also need to add to our production team to help us cope with demand, uh, which is a good problem for a business to have. I'd rather have this kind of problem than uh, the other types of problems that you can get in business. At the time of recording this, we are 10 days into February and it's already the second best month for sales in our financial year. Now, Doug, listen, we had a quiet January. All right, it was very quiet on the sales front in January, but what's happened is suddenly out of nowhere, we just had all these uh, sales that have been in the pipeline. They've all been greenlit, approved, contract signed, and so it's made a very busy February. Uh, The marketing and sales team are just doing a terrific job at the minute. Our inbound inquiries have increased dramatically, and although this is very much a collaborative effort across the team, I can't not give a special mention to our new marketing manager who's knocking it out of the park at the moment and increasing our visibility in the marketplace, which in turn is increasing those uh, inbound inquiries that we're getting. And we're getting daily, daily inquiries now, which is amazing. Uh, also happening, we had a really good catch up with our accountants the other day uh, to look at the financial years so far and to plan ahead for the next financial year and to look at the financial health of the business and to plan on improving the health of the balance sheet over the next 12 to 18 months. All very positive and we're definitely heading in the right direction for significant gro- uh, significant growth. And our accountants, and this is something that I decided a while ago now, but our accountants technically act as our financial director. All right, It's like a, an extension of our team. They look after us as far as our accounts go, advise, keep everything up to date. And uh, it's good for us to get together and plan the future and to reverse engineer. We've talked about end goals. We've talked about exit strategies in 10 years time, uh, value of the business and all that. And so from that, we've been able to kind of look again and reverse engineering it to try and figure out what steps we need to take uh, to get to those end goals. So it feels like therapy catching it with my accountant, i got to say. Uh, and I do enjoy it. I do lo- love looking at numbers. I love a challenge. And uh, so, yeah, that was good. So anyway, right, back to this episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. Uh, So this episode is uh, titled You're Fired, uh, which sounds very intriguing indeed. Now, part one is it's your job to fire yourself from most parts of your business. Now, 
you are everything to everyone when you start out in business. Working from your spare room, your uh, receptionist answering the phones, making phone calls, ordering stationery, uh, your sales, your marketing, your production, your accountant, your HR, your developer, your researcher, you're building websites, etc., and so on and so forth. That's just the way it is. I don't know there's going to be people listening to this right now, uh, thinking back to their early days in business, nodding their heads going, yep, been there. Um, but that will quickly become a problem and can seriously stunt the growth of your business. Now, you don't want to be doing all of the above forever because your business is just not going to grow. It's just going to stay where it is and you're just going to become very frustrated. So your job is literally, and I discovered this not so long ago, but the odd job is literally to fire yourself from all of the tasks that other people could do a better and more efficient job of. All right, you have to surround yourself with people way more talented than you are and as quickly as you can afford it. And I say fire because you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, they're just tasks, surely. Just scrape it off the to-do list. And But it, everything that's on your to-do list is technically somebody else's job until you get to a stage where it's like, right, this is what I actually should be doing as the head of the business, growing the business. And that's my job. And there's nobody else that can do that at this moment in time in my business. But all the other stuff, there's a department or there's a group of people that could be doing that. And I'm acting on their behalf at the minute. All right. And you have to fire yourself because, you know, when you're a business person, most of us, we're a unique breed, but you, most of us are a very kind of possessive. Um, we're OCD. We can't let go. We have to control everything. And so you literally have to fire yourself. Now, in the early days, I did everything and I thought I was great at everything and nobody but nobody could do as good a job as me. How naive was I? Little did I know at the time that I was letting my ego and OCD slowly ruin my business because I just couldn't let go. I actually, now I know this looking back, but I actually didn't know how to let go. It's not that I didn't want to let go. I just couldn't see it. I I hadn't done it before. It was a new thing for me, new experience for me. I didn't have anybody guiding me. Yes, there was people on the sidelines saying you need to get somebody else to do that, etc. But I just, I just couldn't let go. I was also stressing myself out. I was getting more and more frustrated um, and it was getting worse. And I was getting ill at times with the stress. Uh, and then I started to resent certain aspects of my business because I was doing things that I wasn't very good at. I thought I was, but I, I, in reality, I wasn't. I wasn't very efficient at it. I was having to learn things on the fly, which was slowing things down. It was also, to be quite frank, stuff that I didn't enjoy doing. There are people out there that enjoy crunching numbers, that enjoy organizing things and uh, assisting and doing all these other, th I, I, I am not one of them. And yet here I am trying to do all these jobs, getting frustrated, getting stressed because there's not enough hours in the day. I'm having to work 15 to 18 hours a day. And this isn't a, yay, I'm working and grinding away 18 hours a day. Look at me. It was literally, I had to do that and I didn't enjoy it. I don't enjoy working that amount of hours, but at that moment in time, I had to do it until I got to a stage where I could fire myself. I just didn't know it right at that time. Um, I also didn't want to spend the money to hire anyone. Why? When I could do it all myself. There's enough hours in the day, right? Wrong. Very wrong. Um, and it's not because I was tight or maybe I was a little bit. I'm a Yorkshireman at the end of the day. Um, and we had, you know, we didn't have a lot of money in the early days, but there was some and I knew we had to hire. 
And I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody gave me a really good bit of advice. It's probably something I've seen online somewhere. I just can't attribute it to anywhere. But um, basically, you need to make your money work for you. It's pointless. It's sat there in a bank account doing nothing. It's great to have uh, a, a, an amount in there for a rainy day. You know, they say you should have three months worth of operating costs in there. Completely agree with that. But anything above that, if you're growing a business, that money needs to be working for you. You need to invest it. You need to get it busy, hiring staff, uh, investing in property, whatever that might be. And I, again, a bit naive, a bit wet behind the ears, didn't really appreciate that, didn't need to, uh, didn't know that. And, um, and I think that was one of the main reasons. But the minute I started hiring people and I could see the return on that investment, it was uh, a no brainer. Right. Part two, you're fired. Now, if you're going to grow a business, you must be able to hire and fire people. And the timing needs to be absolutely spot on. Timing can be everything in business. Hiring too late and the momentum and the compounding effect of an increase in demand on your business can seriously kick you in the ass. You're suddenly chasing your tail um, your clients are left waiting. They're getting frustrated. They've started looking elsewhere. Hire too soon, and that's money gushing out of your business that won't be coming back anytime soon. And we're all sat around waiting for the next job to come in. And the same goes for firing people as well. So, you know, we're human. Most of us have a heart. We're emotional beings. And the last thing we want to do is push someone into unemployment. However, some people do and i'm just saying what some people think but daren't say but it's a hard truth of business some people do deserve to be removed from the business if you don't remove them they will suck the life out of what you are trying to achieve they will influence the rest of the business in a less than positive manner and so on I'm not saying you fire somebody for making a little mistake. Absolutely not. People, you give, there's benefit of the doubt, there's training and coaching, there's nurturing, but it's just an instinctive thing. You just know when somebody's not quite right for your business. You just know. And so therefore it's your job. You have a resp If you have a team, you have a responsibility to the rest of that team to make the right decisions, to get rid of the rot, as harsh as that sounds, but to get rid of the rot and replace with somebody who's going to come in with more enthusiasm, more energy, skills, knowledge, experience, and he's going to help you move the needle for the business. All right. Now, it, it sounds awful. We're dealing with people's lives and I get that. I completely understand. But when you're running a business, growing a business, mouths to feed, clients to look after and service, and you're trying to achieve something, but you've got people pulling back in the opposite direction, they have to go. It, it's as simple as that. You've got to give them opportunities. You can't just, you know, fire with the slightest little problem. You've got to work with that person, give them an opportunity to grow. And I'm a big believer in that. But at the same time, you've got to work out the timings of it. Here's an opportunity, number one. Here's opportunity, number two. Third opportunity, still not getting anywhere. You have to go. It's that simple. If you don't remove them, they will suck the life out of what you are trying to achieve. We all have an instinct for who is right or wrong for our business. The art is moving quickly to remove the bad apples. I've been guilty in the past for not firing fast enough, including firing myself. I'm including myself in this. You know, I should have fired myself from so many things so many times over the years, and I guarantee we would have been a lot further down the line right now if, if I had done that. You just got to have the balls to do it. 
there it is. It's simple. Um, there's been many times when I've literally wanted to fire myself from the whole business. I've been underperforming, making the wrong decisions. And although I didn't fire myself from the business completely, I did fire myself from certain aspects of the business, like accounts and account management and project management, uh, actually creating the content, the video production. I can't remember the last time I was behind a camera or editing anything. Um, so I had to fire myself and so many areas across the business. And I've found more talented people to look after these areas of the business. It had a massively positive impact on the business and has enabled us to learn and grow uh, much quicker than ever before. And again, a reminder, that is our job. If you're a business owner responsible for everything in the business, you are also responsible and accountable to yourself, to the people you're working with, clients who are investing in you. They're putting money into your business. They're helping you pay the bills. They're helping you grow the business. And if you become successful and that, you know, that big business or whatever it is you want to be in the future, clients and your team are going to be the core reason that that's happened with your guidance. And you've been there at the front and you've been leading and it's been your vision, your goal, your ideas, et cetera, et cetera. But still, those elements are going to be the main reason that you make it. And that's why it's so important to surround yourself with the right talent. Now, talking of firing people, I've only had to do that a couple of times in my entire time in business. Um, we've had redundancies to make in the past. A couple of years ago, we went through a bit of a bad patch, um, you know, with some things that were a little bit out of our control, but still we had to move and, and redundancies was just the worst thing ever. That was, for me, worse than having to fire somebody. When you're firing somebody, it's because they've been an ass. They're not performing as they should be. Whereas redundancies, it's completely the opposite. You know, these people their lives, they've got families themselves, but you just can't afford to keep them on. Otherwise the whole business will go down. And it's the toughest decision for me um, that you'll ever have to make in business. And I hope we don't have to do it touch wood. I hope we don't have to do that ever again. Uh, but firing people, like I say, I've only had to do it a couple of times and I've spent way too long getting to that decision to actually terminate their contract of employment. Way too long. It should be literally three to five months of fresh opportunities for them to make good and to improve. Um, but the people that I've had to fire in the past just haven't listened. They haven't responded and it's just, it, they had to go. But it again, you know, it was really tough. But trust me, once the plaster was ripped off, it felt good and the business grew massively. And I mean massively as a direct response of making those very, very tough decisions. I don't believe in firing people for the sake of firing people. I don't believe in firing people for the slightest little thing. I do believe in giving people opportunities, several opportunities, but then you get to a threshold, a limit where I can't grow this business as efficiently as I want to grow this business anymore because that person's holding back. They have to go. That's it. Right. That said, part three, nobody will ever understand. Slight tangent on subject, but bear with me. So business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, CEOs, we all have certain personality traits. And this is something that I've definitely observed over the years. And most people won't ever understand or empathize with us. You know, we, we, we're the evil ones uh, when it comes to running a business. You know, we, your, your staff, your family, loved ones, they, for the most part, just won't get it. It's a hard truth of growing a business. Basically, nobody will ever understand we will have unusual methods, 
some, well, cla- well in unusual methods in inverted commas, by the way, some may be classed as eccentric. We have mood swings. We're often classed as bipolar. They're Jekyll and Hyde and other similar references. One decision will never please all. One motivational speech won't be taken seriously by all. A new policy, a growth strategy, etc., etc. The bigger you become, the odds reduce on the number of people who will understand and get what you are wanting to do and what you are trying to do with business. And it's so true. When I was just with one or two members of staff in the very, very early days, it was very easy for me to get across what I was trying to achieve. I felt like the team were with me on that and we all felt like an actual proper team. But the bigger you get, the more people, the more departments, the more personalities, the words that come out of your mouth resonate with a fewer and fewer and fewer amount of people. Because you got line, then you've got, but that's the reason you have line management and tiers of management in place is to try and help amplify what you're trying to say, but in a probably less corporate evil boss um, type way, I guess. People with better people skills is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, and nor should you want to spend too much of your energy or time trying to achieve that, um, you know, persuading people that they understand what you're talking about. It's just the way it is. As a business owner, we serve our team. It's our decisions that will improve things or destroy things. And that lays at our door. That's our job. How does all of this relate to you're fired? Well, when it comes to firing people from the business, you can quickly become unpopular. In fact, everything that you say, everything that you email and communicate, Every decision, just everything that you do in business, everything you touch in business, not everybody will agree and it will make you more and more unpopular. And I think the odds are probably, I don't know, let's, I think with everything that you do, there'll be 80% that disagree and you lose brownie points and there are 20% of people that be like, agree with you and they find it, think it's great and they're enthusiastic. But the more and more you do things and things could be anything, like I say, decisions, policies, firing, hiring, all that sort of jazz. Um, I think has a its own momentum and compounding effect on people's opinions of you as a boss. And so, you know, when you're firing somebody or hiring, you can become unpopular. You're breaking up or making friendships. Let's talk about firing, but you're breaking up friendships, alliances within the business, and nobody cares about your absolutely valid reason for making that decision. You're not going to get people coming up to you going, oh, totally agree with that. What a brilliant decision. Genius. You're going to get people sulking. You're going to get people who don't get it, who don't see what you see because they can't, because they don't, they're not the head of the business. They're not, they're not privy to all that information that you have to make decisions like that. They're not going to see any of that. They're just going to see that their friend, their ally has been taken out of the business, ripped out of the business, which makes you less popular. And it's a cultural thing. And yes, you know, we all try and we all, there are a lot of companies out there now with, with grass on the wall and uh, farm animals in the kitchen that have all this cultural thing going on. But still, office politics are there and you just need to deal with it. Nobody cares about your reasons for making those decisions. And you need to be at one with that or your team will end up influencing those key decisions. You will avoid making decisions because you don't want to upset the team. 
All right. Now, listen, I'm talking about really important decisions that you must make, that you've highlighted that need to be made, that you know are going to be unpopular. But if you don't make them, it will stunt the growth of the business or it could have a massively negative effect and, and have a knock on effect on the business and could potentially destroy the business. But you don't want to make that decision because you know it's going to be unpopular. You've got to you've just got to get around that and you've just got to be you've got to detach yourself. We can't all be singing Kumbaya uh, and, you know, sat at a campfire or hugging each other and all be, you know, we try that as much as we can. But still, business is business. There is a time and a moment where things have to be done. Decisions have to be made. And it means that you become less and less popular. And if you like me, I like I want people to like me. I really do. And to, to you know, to to think that somebody might not like me because of a decision that I've made, that upsets me. I don't like that. But at the same time, through experience, I'm 44 now, so I've had some life experience. I'm a lot wiser than I used to be. I'm not as scared to say what I feel and do what I need to do. So it doesn't bother me as much, but I still, I like the idea of people liking me and not disliking me. But still, when a tough decision has to be made, and I know it's the right decision to be made, and it's been given its due diligence and thought process and consideration, those decisions, they have to be made. It's just as simple as that. And if people don't like that, then it sounds harsh, but that's just tough. It's just the way it is. That's life. Um, anyway, uh, so this includes firing yourself, of course. You're going to need to fire yourself or delegate certain aspects of your work to the team, and they're not going to like that. So not only are you going to be unpopular when you have to fire somebody, but when you have to fire yourself again, and then that work leaves a bit of a hole and you've now got to delegate that to somebody else. Uh, that's another reason for people to be disliking you. Um, I'm not saying that this makes it sound like everybody hates everybody, by the way. It's not that at all. You know, in my business, I'm very lucky. We've got a really strong team and we're all on the same page. And because of the open, honest and transparent way I'm running the business, everybody has an insight into how I want to do things anyway. So there'll be stuff that I do that people don't agree with. I get that. I totally understand that. And I wouldn't expect everybody to understand that. Um, but there is a, a, a level layer of respect, I think, amongst my entire team. Uh, the point I'm trying to get at here is for those that are already in business, they'll understand what I'm saying. But those that are thinking about going into business, they want to build a team, but they want to remain popular, a friend, um, part of the team and all that, it just gets to a stage where you just physically can't do that because you have the decisions that you have to make of firing people, including yourself. And when you fire yourself, that jo those jobs that you were doing originally, they've got to be given to somebody else and that person's not going to be overly happy. Uh, I mean, yes, you might hire people to do those jobs, but generally you'll delegate. You won't hire somebody for every job that you've had to do or need to do in the business, but you'll definitely need to delegate to the team, which means you'll be less popular than you were a few minutes ago. Um, anyway, but this has to be done so you can focus on actually growing the business and keeping everybody in a job and it'll all come back. It goes full circle. You have to make tough decisions. People will hate you for it. But then eventually after a while, when they can see that that was the right decision and it takes longer for that kind of thing to feed through to the team. But when they eventually see that that was actually a good decision and the resulting fallout from the back of that, which has been a positive fallout has made the business grow, keeps them in a job longer. They may even get pay rises because the business is performing. And suddenly everything's forgotten and you're their best friend again. It's the cycle of business life. So I guess my key message here and the takeaway is you must be able to make tough decisions and quickly. Your business can die or survive on the timings of those key decisions. 
And let's be honest, hiring and firing the right staff is one of the biggest decisions you'll make in business. All right. And the same goes for all the decisions that you'll need to make in bit. Some will be bigger decisions than others. It might be um, financing. It might be right. I need to get, uh, we need to get a business loan, but you know that that's going to be a huge amount of debt on the balance sheet. But you also know that at the same time, it's the way that your business is going to survive. But at that moment in time, it's still a massive decision. And again, timing is everything. If you try too late, it might, you know, it might be too late for you. You might not get the, you might not have the credit rating to be able to get the loan. Uh, or the debt has been called in and it's just beyond repairable, um, or it's got out to the staff that you're in trouble and then the morale's all over the place. So, you know, timing is is really, really important. But the most important thing, I think, one of the most important parts of business is hiring and firing staff and the timing of said task. After all, your USP is your team. <laughs> So, yeah. I'm out of breath. It's you know what? I, I need to get fit. I need to. I'm not. I'm sat in a chair. I'm not really running around. But this talking malarkey definitely exhausts you. Anyway, uh, lessons learned then from this uh, episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. You're fired. You need to fire yourself from most parts of the business and quickly. Quicker the better. As a business owner, you must be comfortable with making those incredibly difficult decisions. It's part of the journey. People understand that. You have to, you have to make decisions. You can't be everybody's friend. Um, it, you know, you just got to get used to that. You've got to be at one with that. One of the biggest lessons I've learned in business is ripping that plaster off can be the best feeling ever. Firing that person who's having a negative effect on business can turn things around overnight. I've got to repeat that because it's really important and it's so true. Firing that person who is having a negative effect on business, can turn things around overnight. And I've had examples of that in my own business. I haven't had to fire too many people, but when I have, it was 100% the right decision, 100% of the time, and the business improved significantly and overnight. And I just wish that I had done it sooner. Hindsight and all that. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur, an open and honest account of how I'm attempting to grow a video media business from the ground up. And I must stress, I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm not saying that this is the way that you should run your business. I'm just sharing my journey. And if it motivates you, then great job done. You can follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm all over social media. And if you want to reach out to me directly, please do drop me an email. My inbox is open, dannylacey at stardomedia.co.uk. That's Danny Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y, at starda, S-T-A-D-A, media.co.uk. Thanks again for listening and join me on the next episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. 